um, you do property investing. Yeah, yeah, I do. I have a real estate invest, investment company. It's horrible. I hate real estate. My mentor told me real estate is agony, and those are the truest words he ever spoke. Horrible. I hate it. My best advice to any... Well, it, 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 it's less horrible once you have everything set up where you don't have to do anything. So if you have property managers set up and all that fun stuff. But um, I, I do mostly rentals. And you're dealing with people. And you'll, no offense, but most people are the scum of the earth. People, people that are renting do not treat things nicely. So you, you deal with a lot of stuff, right? I, I got tons of stories. I got tons of stories. We, I've got a story of someone I evicted because they were late on rent. They gave us this big old sob story. They couldn't pay it. I don't know how we did it. My business partner found him on Facebook going to uh, vacationing in Las Vegas. Guess what they got when they got home? You don't have no money, huh? Okay. Guess what's on their door? So it's like, and then you got to go, and then the eviction process is horrible. The eviction process is horrible because it takes a while. You got to go to court. And then you got you to gotta clean out the house, which they usually trash. You got to get it prepped for the new people to come in. And it's just, it's, just a long, it's just a long process of wasteful energy that you don't need to do. Now, if you have a good property manager, they'll do all that for you. And that's one of the biggest changes that we've made over the years. I used to try and do it all by myself. And then I said, hey, let's start a real estate business. I'll get some partners. We tried to do it all by ourselves. And then we just said, you know what? No, um, we're going to get property managers. We're going to lose a little bit of money doing so, but save a lot of a lot of really our life, our time. So property managers helps a lot, but you still got to deal with stuff like that. Like I didn't get I didn't get a rent check this month from one of our units. So now we got to go through the process. We got to, you know, hey, what's going on? It's just, it's just, a, it's a suck of energy. But it's, it's mainly just dealing with people, and anything where you have to deal with people, and it's not good, not not all quality people. Um, things get interesting, and you would say, uh, you know, why don't you find quality people? Well, there's, I mean. You got to understand that most people that are renting are, are renting instead of buying for a reason. Most people, not everyone. You have, there, there are some very, I have some very good tenants, don't get me wrong. But a lot of people that are renting, they're renting because they're not in a position to buy a house. And for some of those people, it's because of credit, it's because of it's different reasons. And you will never, again, most people don't treat stuff that isn't theirs the same way they, they treat stuff that is theirs. Again, most people, most people in the properties that we're, that we're buying, I should say. So I hate it, um, but I don't have to do a lot for it right now, which is good. And that's why I position myself to do that because I don't want to do a lot for it. So I position myself where other people can do, other people can do the stuff that I don't want to do. That's my whole goal in life. I don't want to do stuff that I don't want to do. So I will have other people do it for me. Sounds horrible, right? That's, that's business if you think about it. 
Yeah, you have scummy property managers too. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's not all in the tenants. Don't get me wrong. Tenants aren't bad. Not all tenants are bad. You got bad property managers as well. You got to find the right mix. I've got a bad, yeah. I've, I've had a bad property manager. I know, yeah, bad. Trust me. That's worse than the tenant. Because then the tenant has a request and stuff's not getting done. And then you get fined and you get a letter from the city. Hey, you didn't pass this. Pay this fine. All because the property manager didn't do what they're supposed to do. Because the property manager's job and they should respond to the tenant. The tenant has a problem. They need to get out there ASAP, at least within 24 hours. If they're not doing that, you know, then it's not, you can't fault the tenant for being mad, right? The heat breaks, heat's not working, and they got to, you got to go 72 hours without heat. I'd be mad too as a tenant. Yeah. So you need a good property manager as well. Someone that's on point that does it right away or as quick as possible. Hopefully in 24 hours. Andrew says, Akil, does the rule of difficult people hold true in rental too? The more they're paying, the less hassle they give you. Yes. Yes. Um, the higher the rental typically, and it, it's, I'll tell you this, because when you rent, you go through a screening process, or at least you should go through a screening process where you, you screen your, your potential tenants. If you have that luxury, some people just need to get someone in there. Um, typically, the, the, the tenants that can afford the higher rents, they have, they're, they're, they're more educated financially. Does that make sense? They're more disciplined with money and how to use it um, than those who aren't. And the ones who aren't, those are the ones that, you know, just make decisions where it's like, I'm not going to pay for rent. I'm going to go to Vegas. And you get those problems where the ones that are financially kind of disciplined, they know like, hey, I'm going to put aside two months of rent um, at a time and then blah, blah, blah. I've had tenants that paid like, you know, six months on top, like, hey, I, I do my budgeting, whatever a year, here's six months, good. Sure. And those type of tenants, those are the ones we try to get on lease to owns because those are ones that eventually want to buy a home, but maybe they can't, maybe they don't have enough to make a down payment. You know, rules on buying have kind of gotten weird after the last housing crash. So those are the ones where you may work out a deal where saying like, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll put you on a five-year lease to own where your rent basically goes towards your down payment. Does that make sense, guys? So you're going to live here for five years. Within five years, it could be three years, whatever you want to make it. Five years, three years, you have the option to buy the house. Whatever, whatever rent you've spent over those three or five years, right, that, that comes off the total price of the house. So if you're selling the house for 100000 and within five years, the, the tenant gave you $5,000 worth of rent, then that five thousand comes off the purchase price, and what it, what it does is it shows the um, the lenders, right? We'll go to lenders. It shows the, it shows the lenders that hey, this person has been disciplined. They've they paid five years. Basically, they can be trusted with a mortgage, and it's a very nice segue into getting to be first time home buyers. And that was the real reason we started the real estate business. Um, don't get me wrong; it's a business first. We want to make money. We want to set up something for our family. Me and my partner, he's got a lot of kids. You guys have heard his podcast before, hopefully. Um, we want to set up something where we can establish kind of just a foundation, something that our, our, you know, generational wealth, something that my kids and his kids can go on to manage and take over and continue to pass that down because real estate's not going anywhere, guys. Land is land, right? There's only so much of it. Um, but we also didn't want to be, you know, slumlords. 
one of the reasons we wanted to do low income rentals because we both we both have a soft spot for for providing people with opportunity because we've worked with a lot of people that are good people just in bad financial situations. So in our mission statement, we were thinking about it. One of the things that was very important to us was to provide opportunity for first time home buyers, you know, families like that, families that were kind of stuck. And we started this during the recession. So, you know, no one can get a house because they went from no rules to every rule. But we want to provide a situation where, you know, you have families, you have hardworking individuals that, you know, they want to own, but they just they can't do it right now. We want to put them in a position where they're working for something. They're they're building their credit. They're making their financial blueprint look better and better and better. And eventually they can become first time home buyers and, and hopefully change their life that way. That's the underlying goal. And it's the same thing here with trading, right? You know, trading education is a business, right? Don't get me wrong. We do get a paycheck. We invest a lot of time in teaching you guys. We deserve a paycheck. But the idea isn't just to get as many people in here as possible so we can make more money. No, it's to help change lives. We want to put you in a position where you're able to take control of your wealth. You're able to take control of your finances. You can really create something of your own, whether it's supplemental income, whether it's full-time trading, whether it's just a skill that you can teach to your 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 loved ones, your future generations, that they can manage their own income or manage their investments, right? You got to have a why in whatever you're doing, guys. The, the why is the biggest thing, right? There, there needs to be a big behind why. And if you have the right why, the right mission, the right goal, I don't think you can fail because you're working for the right reasons. You're not just doing it for money because guess what? Money gets old, guys. Money gets old. Here's a secret. After you make a certain amount of money, it doesn't really affect you anymore as far as happiness. It, re- it drastically reduces the amount of happiness you get. Of course, when you're poor, you have nothing and you go to getting something really quick. You're all excited. Once you've made money, a good money for a long time, and you make a little bit more money, once you go from $75,000 a year to $90,000 a year, doesn't really make that much of a difference. Once you've kind of reached that level in life where like it, it, you can live comfortably. What pushes you after that has to be something else. Because guess what? If it's just about the money, you're going to get stale. Or you'll end up chasing the money. So you need a deeper purpose in what you do. You need a deeper purpose in what you do. You have a deeper purpose, it keeps you motivated because you're not just motivated by a paycheck. Yeah, a paycheck could be the result, but you're motivated by other things. And that keeps you hungry. Now, I like that you and Jason are like that compared to all the people. Yeah, and that's why they will fail long term. They will fail long term. Fabio says, great idea, kind of like finding, yeah, finding, yeah, it, it, yeah, yep, yeah. I lease to own is amazing. And when you do that from, from the, 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 the property manager uh, the property owner perspective, basically it, it's like they have a mortgage. So if you're on a lease to own, they take care of everything. You know how typically if you rent, you may take care of, you know, you know water, sewer, stuff like that, right? You give them everything. You treat it just like a mortgage. You say, look, here's your monthly rent or here's your monthly, I guess you got to call it rent. Your monthly payment, hey, you're you're in charge of water, trash, sewer, electric, all that stuff. And you and you teach them responsibility because when you have a mortgage, guess what you're in charge of? That stuff. Right? You you can even give them an escrow with taxes. Where it's like, look, here are the taxes that are being paid. This is what I do. This is how much taxes we owe. We're gonna escrow that. Um, and we're basically we're gonna we're gonna estimate it for the year, chop it up, and add it to your monthly payment. 
And by the time they go through that and they get a real mortgage, they know exactly what to expect because that's what's going to happen when you get a real mortgage. You calculate your monthly bill and it's all this extra stuff. <laughs> so I, I like it. And then from our perspective, it makes things easy. Maybe it's not the best finance. I mean, financially, maybe it's not the best thing. You mean, maybe you'd, you'd rather you know rent forever. Um, but you, you have a pro- you, you have someone that can buy the property for you. And if property prices are, if you bought at a good price, and if, uh, if, if prices are rising, you're going to make a profit when you sell it anyway. So it's a win-win for everyone. Everyone involved, it's a win-win. If prices are dropping and going down, you may be screwed. Um, but you know, I, I've never experienced that. Yeah, see, I wish more, I wish more people were like you, George. But again, it also has to do with you know you gotta you gotta vet you gotta vet the you gotta vet the the tenants, and that's something that we don't necessarily do a good job on. Um, we have a property manager now again over the last whatever years to do it. But my philosophy was like you know this is you know when I was young and dumb it was just like get people in there because they'll give you a check. Like I'd rather have any type of check now than need to wait another three months for a check. And then that type of mindset bites you in the butt because, you know, when that tenant's not around in three months, you're, you, you got the vacancy anyway. So it's like, you know, you might as well get a good tenant, a good long-term tenant. And if you can buy a rental that already has a tenant in there, boom, 